0: This morning I'm talking with Scott Allen Jarrett, who is the director of choruses and the assistant conductor of the Charlotte Symphony. He leads the Oratorio Singers of Charlotte and this week uh, has probably been one of the biggest weeks of the year because it's the week that they perform Messiah. And Scott, I just thought it would be interesting to talk to you a little bit about Messiah. First of all, Could you talk to us a little bit about it as someone who I'm sure has performed this many times, comes back every year and performs it with this group, and how you approach that differently from year to year?
1: For me, the yearly performance of Messiah is a point of the year to measure one's life. And the oratorio singers and I talk about this as we rehearse the piece. Many of the singers, you can look at the front of their score and you'll see every date that they've performed the piece. And that's inspiring to see the dedication of these singers over many decades, some of them, to recreating this piece. The story does not change, but we do. And every year we can measure our lives, our gains, our losses in the image of that story. It is the greatest story ever told, of course, and it is a way to reflect.
0: It sounds like every year, you know, you you kind of look at it through the lens of, of what you're experiencing, or you're picking up something different every year.
1: I think for the symphony and for the chorus, recreating with freshness every year is our first goal, is to sit and hold the material in hand and and to consider it anew and not go to autopilot. Last week we were rehearsing the first chorus in Messiah and the glory of the Lord. And everybody knows this chorus, most church choirs have sung it, it's very familiar. And we were giving it a fairly familiar read. And I stopped and I said, we have to engage this text in a different way and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. Well, what is the glory? who is the glory. We had a moment of pause, and once we remembered what that glory refers to, then it gave a new life to our read of the piece in that evening, and we hope uh, in our performances this December.
0: What else could you say about Handel that you think would be helpful to people, I mean, Handel's Messiah, when they listen to it?
1: I would say to a listener, first time or 30th time listener, listen with great openness. Listen as if you have never heard the story before. People who will know Israel and Egypt are accustomed to listening for Handel's depictions of the plagues in part one, for instance, the frogs leaping or the the thick fog or the flood or the horse and his rider and all that sort of onomatopoetic depiction. That's really a lot more subtle in Messiah. And I think um, I admire anybody who comes year after year, but I love to hear from people for whom it's their first time.
0: Since we're in the holidays, uh, and I tend to talk about breakfast on Biscuits & Bach, um, is breakfast a part of your holiday food tradition in any way, or?
1: When I go home to visit my parents, there will always be some sort of muffin but always um, something that my mother calls ambrosia. I don't know where that comes from, but it's a sort of mixed citrus fruit dish, and it has um, a little shaved coconut.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. And then... It's delicious.
1: It's fantastic.
0: My mother always makes that at Christmas.
1: Yeah, it's fabulous. That's my, what I always look forward to. it. I get to go home and mom and dad to pamper and take care, and I can be lazy and enjoy little ambrosia